Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Even though we've been talking for five minutes. <laughs> we have been, but it's a good story. It is a good story. One of our teachers yeah. got all their ladders confiscated once. Because <laughs> <laughs> he kept falling out of a tree. <sighs> oh do you man. have a senior yearbook? I do not. Okay, I do. And they, Amy was on the yearbook committee that year, and she replaced his headshot with a picture of Ben Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. That's great. That's beautiful. I think it was senior year. I have all of them in my room now because my mom brought them with her, but... Oh, dude. We should go through those sometime. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I was just thinking? Actually, we should talk to Jacob and we should, like, play Life or something online. Because you can totally play board games online and we don't have Applebee's night anymore. So we need to, like, play board games. Dude, I love that idea. Yeah. Heck yeah. Let's do that. Set up a night. Yeah. Set up a night. So now that we're recording, what are you drinking? <laughs> I made a hot toddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's warm and there's an entire lemon in it because I did not plan ahead. I bought whiskey at the store today and I was just going to drink that like plain. And then I was like, oh, I still have cinnamon sticks up there from last Christmas. So I made a hot toddy and I had a, I have no lemon juice like in a bottle, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I had one full lemon. So I squeezed that in here. And it's now all over my counter and my bottle of whiskey. So now that's sticky with lemon juice. (laughs) Nice. And then I had to go wash my hands because I'm like, they smell like cinnamon and they feel gross. The real sticky. Yeah. I also don't have honey or agave, so I just put simple syrup in it. I haven't tasted it yet because it's not very big and I need something to drink while we record. (laughs) But (laughs) we'll see how it is. So here's my question. Yes. You might... you. Probably won't know this because you're just now getting into like cooking, cooking. Yes. But I bought cinnamon sticks, obviously, like just for this reason. What do you do with a cinnamon stick after you like, it feels like such a waste to just toss it after one use. It's a whole stick. Right? I've definitely made several toddies off of one stick because it's just a stick of cinnamon and you're doing the same thing to it over and over. But Mm -hmm. like, if you're not like shaving it onto something, what do you do with it after? That's you could just really throw it away. That seems so wasteful. It does. However, it's a natural product and it should biodegrade pretty quickly. Well, yeah, I don't mean that. I just mean like I spent money on six cinnamon sticks and I'm basically getting one use out of each one. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> when it's good still question. cinnamon. We should look that up. I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if any of our listeners know, what do you do with a cinnamon stick after you've used it in something else? Yeah. After Let us you know. put, like, a whole thing, obviously, you can, like, you know, grab your microplane and just, like, shave it, grate it on there. But other than that, it's a whole cinnamon I stick. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could probably grind it up. Well, yeah, right? but it's been sitting in whiskey and lemon, so. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Speaking of grating things, Stefan made a lemon loaf earlier. Yum. Yeah. I want I have not it. had a piece. He did. That was good, so. But he used some, like, lemon zest not only in the cake, but in the icing, too. So. I literally was thinking that. I'm like, ooh, I can make, like, well, actually, it was while I was cutting into my lemon, but I also <laughs> don't have a microplane, so I couldn't, like, zest my lemon. But I was thinking about cinnamon rolls. <laughs> you can use a fork to zest a lemon. How? You take the fork and you flip it over. 
so like the prongs are facing the the lemon mm-hmm. and then you just scrape it and it like zests it that doesn't seem very i feel like you would not get a fine zest i mean it's a chunky zest but <laughs> it's an alternative if you don't have it yeah microwave. i mean i have several peelers i could just peel it off and mince it it's fine there you go that works too yeah okay so work was like pretty busy today Compared oh. to other Sundays, I didn't, <sighs> I was detailing for like, I don't know, until like one fifty. So like basically two of the three hours that I'm there. And we have like over 300 coming back tomorrow. Damn. Plus whatever is waiting in the drop in when I get there in the morning. That's a lot. I mean, it's from yesterday and today because we don't get any in on Sunday. So everything yeah. from the weekend is Monday, but still, that's more than we've had. That's cool though. I'll be busy tomorrow at work Ugh, i know keep you occupied i would rather not be i'm there all day i'll take a fucking break thanks <laughs> hopefully everyone dropped off this weekend and is just picking up tomorrow that'd be great yeah but okay so this woman dropped off last week when i was there and i wasn't paying attention she was wearing a mask but i wasn't like paying attention and then she came to pick up friday also when i was there And this time I was looking at her face, I guess, (laughs) because I noticed her mask. And I'm like, I don't think that's a mask mask. I think that's weird. (laughs) Like, okay, so you know how eye masks, like sleeping masks to cover your eyes, have that little (laughs) thing that like comes down over your nose so it doesn't like slide up? Yeah. So she had an eye mask on. On the lower part of her face with the little nose part pulled up over the top of her nose. And I'm like, I don't think that's how that does it. No, <laughs> I, I think don't think that's, that's how that works. For your eyes. Weird. Yeah. Super weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen some people do some weird mask things. Yeah, that was the first time I've seen someone use a sleeping eye mask upside down. Yeah, I have not seen that. No. I mean, at least she's wearing a mask, but, like, wear a different mask. Right? Like, get one that maybe fits your face a little better. Yeah. Like, all the way down to your chin. Yeah. I was watching a um, a YouTube video, and I didn't watch the one that they were referencing, but I watched the, like, where we're reading your comments after the fact. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people had questions about one mask. <laughs> okay, so it was like uh, like Voodoo Ranger sponsored like an Oktoberfest thing, except okay. their social distancing. So it was literally, they just had like a camera set up in their parking lot in this like canopy and it was just one person at a time <laughs> was there. So <laughs> it was like with like mannequins so they could pretend that it was like Oktoberfest. <laughs> That's but, so weird. But Ryan shows up and he has a mask on, but... It's like it's too small or something. A lot of people had questions because it like went up over his nose fine, but then it only went down to like the dip between like your lip and your chin. <laughs> like it didn't go like how do you even get a mask to do that? Right? And I feel like if you talked, it would like flop up over your lip. Yeah. I mean it didn't, and he was the only one there, so it's not like a huge deal. It could have honestly just been like I know this mask is too small and it'll be funny. But like still like what what's happening that's so weird yeah well it's better than the person who came in today and i was asking them questions about like 
you know, to create an account, like your name and phone number and stuff. And then they took the mask off. I'm like, I can understand you. I understand you might not like the feeling of the mask, like, when you're talking. Neither do I. But leave it on because that's what it's for. (laughs) Like, there's no point in wearing it if you're not going to keep it on when you're talking. What the fuck? I know. I fucking, I know. People always, they'll, like, pull it away from their mouth. And I'm like, I can hear you fine. If that's your worry, <laughs> just leave it on. I'm shaking my head hard. Yeah. It's real annoying. Yeah. To take it off when you're fucking talking. Like, no! Yeah. No! I know. All right. There was a tiny lizard in our bathroom at work, too. Aww. And then it disappeared. Like, half an hour later when I went in there to go pee, I didn't see it scurry around anywhere when I turned the light on. So <laughs> either it found its way through, like the little tiny crack at the bottom of our back door or it's just in the store somewhere and it's probably gonna die because there's no bugs to eat (laughs) right i guess we'll find out eventually (laughs) poor little lizard yeah this one was a little bit big it's like two inches (laughs) but oh but it's still a tiny baby lizard well guys how big do they get there i mean lizard sized a few inches (laughs) six inches i don't know (laughs) that's big not really what you got for your first topic? It's me? Yep. I'm going to switch my directions that I wrote them because my first one is... I Guys, I had nothing this week. <laughs> I was... I was... uh, Yeah. I was like in bed yesterday and I was like, oh my god, we have to record tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, I no idea what I'm going to talk about. And I, when I got home from work, I still had no idea what I was going to talk about. <laughs> Today? Yeah. <laughs> Yep, I I've came up with both of these in, like, the half hour after I got home. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I guess I'm doing this then. I dig it. <sighs> I've had weeks like that. Yeah. I feel like I had ideas earlier in the week, and then I didn't write them down, and I couldn't remember. And also, I don't know. So my first one is drinking water. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. I thought about doing water. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I thought about doing water this week. Yeah. I'm glad that you did it. <laughs> okay. You probably would have taken more notes than I did. That's the thing. It was, it was too broad for me. I know. I'm like, I don't know how to do it. And then this week, I'm like, you know what? I have literally nothing. So I'm just going to take a, a few little notes. And everyone knows, drink water. <laughs> <laughs> so the, some benefits of drinking water. It, it may improve your memory and mood it can help reduce sugar cravings and aid weight loss maintenance it may improve exercise performance may reduce headaches may prevent kidney stones may help reduce risk of bladder infections may reduce a hangover and may help manage anxiety i know what you're thinking literally all of those started with may like they've never figured out what water does (laughs) because that's what i was thinking i'm like why are why why are all these maybes haven't we looked this up? I mean, we know that water is beneficial for us, so it's going to help with all of those things. Yeah. Like, it flushes your body out of the crap, so of course it's going to help with headaches because your blood is clear. Of course it's going to help with kidney stones because you're flushing your kidneys. Like, of course it's going to help with hangover because you're flushing the alcohol out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why they all say May. May. <laughs> like, are we, do we not have, like, hard evidence of these things? Are we just assuming? <laughs> the... Recommended by the NHS. It's not America, I don't think. It was definitely a BBC website. 
Oh, okay. But six to eight glasses a day, glasses or cups. That's the other thing. We'll get to that in a second. And you may need more if you are exercising or if it is hot out. And a good way to tell if you've drank enough water is if your urine is a pale yellow color. If it's clear, you might have had too much water. At which point there's nothing you can do except stop drinking water for the day. (laughs) But it's like, you always hear it's like six to eight cups or whatever, whoever is saying it. And it's like cups as in a measure or like cups as in a glass that I have in my cupboard. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's like based off an eight ounce. Yeah. Eight fluid ounces. So I think 64 fluid ounces is the minimum recommendation. Yeah. I try to drink more than that. Yeah. I try to drink four of my water bottle a day, which is 100. It's 25 ounces. It's not a 100-ounce water bottle. (laughs) That would be insane. (laughs) It's 25 ounces if I fill it all the way up. So, My water bottle is 32. I usually try and drink one of those before lunch and at least one after, and then I try and drink water when I get home in the evening. Mm -hmm. So (sighs) minimum 64, but usually more. Yeah. I can always tell if I haven't had water in, like, a day, (laughs) because it's like, you know, your skin gets dried out, but, like, underneath... (laughs) <laughs> like, it doesn't feel dry to the touch, but, like, inside your face feels dry. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. My lips are always the first one, too. They don't, like, dry out, but they, like, pucker a little bit. Like, a little bit dry. But, like, they look <laughs> dry, but don't necessarily feel dry. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And also, I can always tell in my hands, too. The first part of the my body that dries out is my lips and my hands. Mine isn't so much that my hands dry out. They just, like, I don't know. It's like they retain it. <laughs> More, like... They look fatter. <laughs> Puffier? Yeah. I heard a trick for weight loss <laughs> uh, to drink half your body weight in water. Yeah. Uh, for me, that would be a lot of water. <laughs> We're talking like 135 ounces a day. <laughs> yeah, I think Yeah, I think it's half of your body weight in ounces. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, if I drink five of my water bottles, that's 125. And that's not even a gallon. Yeah, I would have to drink five of my 32 ounces to meet that limit. It's a lot. I drink three and I'm peeing up a storm, so. And I do have to function at work, so. And maybe if I start that, I'll start on, like, a Friday evening. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, get the pee out of my system so that way come Monday, it's regular. <laughs> my body's accustomed. Yeah. Sometimes I, d- I never used to, but sometimes I just, like, crave water. Like, I'm thirsty. What do I want? And I'm just like, I just want water. <laughs> yeah, if I don't drink water for a while then it'll be like "Mm, i could go for like a dr pepper or whatever but once i'm like not drinking soda and i'm mostly drinking water it's like it doesn't really sound good yeah i'm like and if i have that i'm just gonna ruin my streak so i'm just gonna keep drinking water it's not even a conscious thing it's just like i'll go to cvs after work and it'll be like yeah no that sounds good i'll just have water when i get home (laughs) like yeah i just don't want it I'm, I get that way with Diet Coke, especially because I drank it so much when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I'm like eating and drinking well, my body just doesn't want it. Yeah. It's just like, no. <laughs> yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And then it's like my day off and I don't think about like getting up to go get water. And I was like, oh, you know, it sounds good. Something else, like a Red Bull or something, which is like <laughs> something that's very much not water. Do you prefer... So you, I know you have a Brita filter, but do you prefer that or do you prefer like bottled water? Um, well, I don't drink bottled water because bottled water is single use. Yes. It depends. I like smart water. I'm very picky about my bottled waters. Also, it doesn't need to be filtered. I just want it cold. Yeah. Like our filter right now, we it 
it went out like two months ago and we just haven't changed it in the picture because I can't get the little thing to like refill the little like lines so that we know it's like, you know, three months or however long. Like you yeah. never figure out how to make that work. So I just don't do it and Kelsey hasn't switched it. So <laughs> I just want it to be cold. I don't care if it's filtered or not. It's just our sink water. Yeah. As long as it doesn't taste like chlorine or salt, I'm fine. Yeah. It just, as long as it's cold, it's good. Yeah. I think my favorite water, though, if I'm drinking bottled water, is Dasani. I used to like Aquafina, but I feel like sometimes, you know, water's just, like, too harsh. Mm-hmm. Like, that was Aquafina for me. I feel like Dasani is the best match. I like Dasani and Essentia if I'm drinking bottled water, but generally I just use ice and tap water out of my sink. Yeah. If I'm gonna buy a bottle of water, it's gonna be smart water, because I like that flavor the most, but... And water does taste different. Yeah. Some people are like, nuh-uh. Depending on what they do to it. Yeah. But yeah, I just want it to be cold. I don't really care. <laughs> like if it's filtered or whatever. We had well water at my house, so. You did? Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew that. Mm-hmm. Well water and septic. Interesting. <laughs> not, I think I do remember water. the septic, but I don't. Because didn't you guys have to replace that or something at one point? Or you guys were having problems with it? I mean, always have problems with it. It's a septic tank. <laughs> no one ever doesn't have problems. I mean, it, the problem was mostly that our toilets were old. Oh. So it depended on which bathroom you were in. But, like, you had to hold the things down for, like, different amounts of time and, like, jiggle it sometimes. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think I knew you guys were on well. Mm-hmm. But we had a fridge with the, like, water filter in the f- door. So it didn't really matter, but. I would drink a lot more water at home if I had a fridge that did that. Mm-hmm. I know. That's my other thing. It's because we have the pitcher, but I have to wait for it to get cold after I empty it. Yeah. I do enjoy a nice cold glass of water. Yeah. I don't usually order it when I'm like at a restaurant, though. I don't like the ice so much. I will sometimes if I want like lemon water, but... I do like lemon and inf- lemon and infused water. I used mm-hmm. to have a water bottle that you could like put berries in. Yeah. And I had like a little mesh netting around it. Kelsey has one of those. She doesn't use the middle part. She just puts like the like the crystal light or whatever. Like the water oh. flavors. But it's like a big bottle, so generally they are. Because mm. you have to make it worth it getting enough water in there with all the stuff in it. Exactly. I was gonna say fruit displaces water. Yeah. I think my favorite combination there was I really like strawberry lemon. Mm-hmm. Strawberry lemon water was my fave. Yeah. I think I did I feel like I did a watermelon water one time. That sounds delicious. I like the brand watermelon water. I don't think I have seen that or know what that is. We've talked about it before during my watermelon episode. Okay. It's just like the the fruit and the rind and like lemon juice just all blended up. Oh, okay. It's good. I, I like watermelon juice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost the same. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a lot more sugar in there. Yeah. And less nutrients because you don't get the rind. How nutrient-rich is watermelon skin? I don't know. I would have to look it up. I know that people make uh, watermelon rind pickles or they pickle their watermelon rind. It's not You're not eating it like a pickle, I don't think. But Yeah. Pickled watermelon rind. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, the things you can do with water. Put it in a melon. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think nature does that on its own. Yeah, probably. <laughs> My turn? Yeah. Okay. So, another one of my best friends is getting married next year, and today I met her at David's Bridal, her, her mom, and 
our friend who is actually going his ordained and is going to be marrying her and her fiance. Um, and we got to look for dresses. We're not expecting to find the one today, but she did. I'm so excited <laughs> for her. So I'm talking about David's bridal today. Really? Yes. That's surprising to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? I'm just not a huge fan of David's bridal. Uh, not my experiences that I've had with them. Okay, so I've had really good experiences with them. Um, yeah. I've helped my friends find, I've helped four different friends find their wedding dress there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I have countless bride dresses, bridesmaids dresses from them. My experience, and I think our location, the one that I typically go to, is just staffed really well. Mm-hmm. I've gone in there over the last period of like five years or so, at least once a year <laughs> for various different things. And I still see some of the same people in there that were in there like the first time I was in there. So I'm like, Either they are doing a really good job or they like their job or something. Like, yeah. Our location here is pretty good. And I've always had good experiences there. In fact, I even wrote down customer service. Always been great. (laughs) But history. So David's Bridal is a company that specializes in wedding dresses, prom gowns, and other formal attire, if you didn't know. They currently operate more than 300 stores in 45 states, Canada, the UK, Mexico, and Puerto Rico. Headquarters, or their headquarters is in Conshohokan. Concho Hawken, C-O-N-S-H-O-H-O-C-K-E-N, Pennsylvania. How they came to be. In 1945, David Reisberg decided that instead of making wedding gowns for his pleasure, he was going to sell them to others for a profit. So he decided to open David's Bridal in 1950. And at that point in time, it was just one small boutique in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 22 years later, in 1972, Philip Udy purchased the salon with optimistic ideas and bright dreams. Eventually... Yowdy, I think it's Yowdy, W-O-U-T-I-E, Yudi, joined forces with his childhood friend, Stephen Erlbaum, who had experience creating the Philadelphia-based store chain, Mr. Good Boys. They're now defunct, but he had experience with box stores. The two incorporated the company and prepared it for a national market. At that point, a warehouse was built in Hollandale Beach, Florida, which is just outside of Lauderdale. At that time, they only stocked sample-sized gowns, and in the late 80s, they changed their store model to a no-frill shopping environment for those who wanted an inexpensive dress, but also didn't want to trade price for quality. So David's at that point decided to change their sizing and start carrying all size dresses. At that point, they also decided to carry designer gowns, discontinued and manufacture overruns. So basically they were kind of like a Ross for wedding dresses at that point. So that was between 72 and 1988. And then between 1988 and 1994, they opened 12 more stores for a total of 26 And then now today, obviously, up to 300. So they're currently owned by Leonard Green and Partners, who also have a hand in Lucky Brand Jeans, Aspen Dental, and the Joanne stores. It's like Joanne's Fabric. They used to have a hand in Petco, but they've since exited that. So yeah, I have just helped many friends get dresses there in the previous years. I helped my little sister get her dress there. I helped Angel didn't get her dress there, but we got all our bridesmaids dresses there. I helped my friend Michaela get her dress there. I got a formal dress there for one of Stefan's Christmas parties a couple years ago. I like them because they carry the bigger sizes. <laughs> mm. And a lot of smaller bridal boutiques, you have to like special order. So for me, it is super beneficial because I could just like walk up and pick something off the rack and be like, oh yeah, I'm trying this on and not have it actually fit. So I will definitely be looking there when the time comes for my gown. There was not anything like, I do know that they declared bankruptcy in 2018. Yeah, that was like uh, the whole thing. And I was like, oh, are they like leaving? Yeah, because that's what I was worried about. I was like, damn, no, this sucks. Like, I like David's. And then somehow they were saved and decided to make it or were able to make it. So, yeah. 
I was pleased with that. They're, I've always really liked their dresses. They're super high quality. I think like any dress I've ever had has held up several times over. But yeah, I didn't really have anything like crazy to say other than I'm really, really excited for my friend and that David's, in my experience, has always had really good customer service and generally they help their clients get discounts. I know in the past, (laughs) this is probably not ethical, uh, but one of the managers at the stores helped my little sister go through like 10 scratchets to find one that had a discount code on it. (laughs) So that way she could get her dress on a discount. So I thought that was really sweet. But yeah, just like, I like them. They're affordable. They're not like needing to spend $3,000 on a dress. I think the most expensive dress they had in the store was like $2,100. I mean, I get it. It's all, I think a lot of my thing too is like a lot of people go with like ruched bodice mermaid gown. And I'm like, that's literally the only dress I ever see at David's Bridals because everyone always gets that dress. And I'm like, it's all the same. (laughs) I was actually surprised with the selection that they had this time. Um, Sometimes you go in and you can see the like, the racks are kind of slim or whatever, but they were friggin' bursting today. I think it's probably because we're like in between seasons. It's not wedding season yet. It's kind of off season. Yeah. It was a good time. And they had a lot of like off white colors. So like beiges and light pinks, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Probably because it's winter time. I'm planning on getting married. I would never wear a white dress. <laughs> Mine will probably be like, I don't know if I want like the pristine crystal white. Like yeah. I would Mine would be get, like gray is the closest I would get to white. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's all I've got for David's. It was short, sweet, but very meaningful. Very excited for my friends and their futures. Yeah. I was thinking today, I'm like, oh, damn, I have to write a speech for that wedding. Oh, sorry. Oh, don't make me give a speech. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote. I wrote. Okay. (laughs) It's kind of cool, though, because I know her fiance. You know her fiance. Yeah, obviously. Uh, And I think that my favorite thing about them both, though, is the fact that they met organically. Like, I didn't introduce them. Yeah, that was weird to me. Because obviously we went up there for her, like, 21st birthday, and I had no idea that they were together. And I was like, oh, that's weird that, like, they even knew each other. Yeah, it, I remember her texting me. I was just breaking up with my boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right before we moved in together. <laughs> yes. And she texted me, I think it was like in February or something. And she texted me, she's like, hey, do you know this person? And I was like, hell yeah, I uh, do. <laughs> yes, I do. She's like, what's your opinion? I was like, well, this per- they're cool. Like, they're good hearted individual. He's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> we like I him. liked him. We were friends. Like, yeah. Didn't dislike him. Uh, I just didn't really know him very well because we ran in different circles. Yeah. I know him or used to know him better than you. I think you've probably been around him more as Recently. an adult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But she's like, I'm going on a date with him. I was like, what? (laughs) That's cool. And here we are seven years later. So going on seven. So exciting. (laughs) Can you believe we lived together? We moved in together six years ago. Over six years ago. (laughs) No, that feels like yesterday. I know. I missed that time, actually. Yeah. We talked about this either last week or. (laughs) I know it was recently. But like, that was so good. I know. Speaking of, my little sister just moved in with two of her friends up back oh. up at Olympia. That's so good. their house is super cute. I guess it's a townhouse, but super cute. She has her own room. And they have a loft area upstairs, and which is like a little living room area. And then they have a downstairs and they have a garage and they have a huge, huge kitchen. Like it's mm. big. <laughs> so I'm really excited for her. Yeah, that's good. She'll be okay. Oh, yeah. She'll be just fine. What's your second topic? 
We were going to switch directions a little bit. Okay. <laughs> because my second topic is dystopias. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually reading a dystopian book right now, so okay. I'll talk about it. I like dystopias. Okay. A dystopia is a community or society that is undesirable or frightening. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, It is often characterized by dehumanization, tyrannical governments, environmental disaster, or other characteristics associated with a cataclysmic decline in society. We're living in a dystopia. (laughs) Not, I mean, not. No, not really. But like, (laughs) it feels like it some days. It does feel like it some days. The history of dystopian literature can be traced back to the French Revolution. Okay. Yeah. That was a That was a while ago. Yeah. Like the 1720s or something. Yeah, it's like. 300 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Modern dystopian fiction draws not only on topics such as totalitarian governments and anarchism, but also pollution, global warming, climate change, health, the economy, and technology, such as Black Mirror. What is that? I don't know. That title doesn't ring a bell with me. Black Mirror? Yeah. (laughs) I know you don't watch stuff that much, but... So it was a BBC show, and... Okay, the timeline is a little bit confusing. (laughs) So it started out as a BBC show. People were obsessed with it. It was on Netflix. At some point, it switched over to being a Netflix show. I don't know at which point the transition happened. I think it's extremely overrated and I prefer Twilight Zone. (laughs) But people are obsessed and they're like, oh my god, I'm never going to look at my phone again. And I'm like, what are you typing that on? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yes, you are. Chill out. (laughs) So I, I don't read classic literature very often i have read a couple of the ones on the list i just looked at the like wikipedia's list of dystopian literature and i just like wrote down some of the ones that i have read actually i wrote down all the ones i've read not many of them from the list i'll tell (laughs) you especially since the first one was gulliver's travels from like 1726 damn i did not know gulliver's travels was that old and i also well okay so some people consider it a dystopia but the first one, the oldest one that I've read, is the Lorax. Obvi. Oh, yes. 1971. Who doesn't know the Lorax? I always loved that one. The Lorax was one of my f- I think it was the Lorax. Is it the Lorax? No. It's the one where the two guys walk up to each other, and they, like, meet in the middle, and neither of them will move out of the other one's way, and then, like, the world gets built around them. It's good. I you should look that. it up. <laughs> That's, like, one of my favorite Dr. Seuss stories. What's the name? I That's a good question. I would have said that if I knew what it was. <laughs> the Wubulus? Oh, the Zax. Yes. The Zax. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. The Zax. And then, like, the whole world, like, is developed around them. And, yeah, because one of them is going north and one of them is going south. And they can't possibly go east or west one step <laughs> to continue their journey. And then everything gets built around them. And there's, like, freeways and stuff. So this I actually read when we lived together. It's called The Forever War by Joe Haldeman. It was from 1975, and it is a, let's call it an analogy, for the Vietnam War. Oh, okay. Because that took, like, fucking ten years. That was a long one. So, The Forever War is really good. I like it. I have Forever Peace on my shelf, which is the third one. The second one is Forever Free, but those books were written... A while ago. The first one was in 75. (laughs) They are no longer in print. So (laughs) I just have to like pick it up when I see it. And I haven't seen Forever Free (laughs) ever, (laughs) as far as I know. So I've not read the third one because I haven't read the second one. (laughs) (laughs) 
But you have the third one. I have the third one when I ever find Forever Free. Someone sent it to me. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) My personal favorite is The Road by Cormac McCarthy, who also wrote No Country for Old Men. You would be familiar with that. Or at least the name. I would. I'm hoping. You've never heard of Old Con- No Country for Old Men? No. The movie? I've never no. seen or read it, but <laughs> I know the name. No. I don't believe you. I think you've probably heard that before in your life at some point. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but it's not Ray Bell. Yeah. I mean, it's major. People talk about it. I don't really know what it's about. Um, <laughs> But The Road is some sort of... Something has happened. All we know is that the clock stopped one day and... Now, there is no civilization. (laughs) There's no, like, description of what happened, really. And also, it's just the man and the boy. It's narrated by the man, and he has a son who was just called the boy in the book. Kind of like Bird Box. Did you watch Bird Box? (laughs) Do you know anything about Bird Box? No. Okay, another dystopian. I thought it was only okay. Um, In that one, they're just called Girl and Boy are the kids, um, because she didn't want to name them. Because she didn't want to lose them. It's a whole thing. Um, but so it's just the man and the boy. And it like, it's dark. <laughs> and, and I mean, they're just like out there trying to survive. It's also a movie and it's on Netflix and I haven't watched it. But I like the book. Some people think that it was like too easy an ending. I won't spoil it. But, but I think that the whole key is in the perspective change. I read Ready Player One. I've heard of that. I did not see the movie. I thought it was... Only okay. I I thought that the ending was too easy on Ready Player One, if I'm being honest myself. Well, it all just kind of, like, works out. It's like, oh, so it was real the whole time and, like, he won the prize or whatever. <laughs> like, okay, so everything just works out then? <laughs> and now the sequel just came out this year or last year. Ready Player Two. I'm probably not going to read it, if I'm being honest. I read one called The Unnoticeables, which was fun. I don't know if it was, okay. It's hard to say exactly what dystopia means, because in the unnoticeables, uh, it kind of goes back and forth between, like, the 70s New York and, uh, like, modern day LA, but there are people who are, I haven't read the sequel to this one either, because I got it as an arc, but I think it's on my shelf, possibly. (laughs) I don't know. It's hard to describe. Basically... Mario Lopez, who is not called Mario Lopez in the book because legal problems, I would imagine, uh, is like a robot, but like a murder robot. <laughs> okay. And so those people are called the unnotice- uh, unnoticeables because you can look at them and then as soon as you look away, it's like you have face blindness, but it's like reverse. Like it's only that person. It's not your mind that won't let you remember. It's like they just don't really have features that are like you just you couldn't describe them if you had to okay yeah sounds weird more than this by patrick ness is up on my shelf that one's good most of these are ya um some of these are ya i'm gonna say half and half (laughs) i don't know but more than this was really good i liked it because you don't really know what happens like it ends and you're like okay but which one is real so basically this boy wakes up and he's like in some sort of he has like a like a VR helmet kind of situation on and he's in his house but not the house he knows that he lives in in Seattle with his family. He's in the house he grew up in in England. Interesting. But like everything's gone and like he's the only person. So <laughs> you find out like as the story unfolds 
spoiler, but not really spoiler because you don't really know what's true. He walked into the ocean, right? Because like things happened and he wanted to die. So he walked into the ocean and he died. But did he die or was that the simulation and all of this like weird stuff where he's the only person is the real one? Or is this all, like, the fake and he actually did it? It's, yeah, it's good. I liked it. Weird. Yeah. Other things unfold, but it's good. I read This Perfect Day, which is, do you know the name Rosemary's Baby? The name Rosemary's Baby? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I have heard that. Okay. So it's the same author as Rosemary's Baby. Okay. (laughs) It's called This Perfect Day. And it's, like, a, you know, dystopian future where everyone, like, looks the same and has to follow all these rules but there's like an island that some there's like rumors about an island where you can live however you want it was fine it was written in like back after rosemary's baby but not like a long time after rosemary's baby so i believe like late 70s early 80s so it's kind of slow going it's not as catchy as today's stuff i read a book called every anxious wave not good would not recommend (laughs) that was no no so last year my coworker Brittany, who now lives in Nashville, uh, was like, hey, I'm starting a book club and I'm going to call it Books and Blunts and we're going to just like read a book and then we're just going to like talk about it and smoke. <laughs> I'm like, well, cool. I mean, love that. Yeah. So we, this is the only one because then she moved to Nashville like a month later. <laughs> so we only did the one. Not good. We all hated it. <laughs> it starts as like a kind of sci-fi like this guy found a time vortex in his closet, right? So that's weird. But there are, like, dystopian elements, like, in the future, everything's, like, flooded, and there are, like, different sectors and stuff. It's, yeah. It's a whole thing. Book's bad. Don't buy it. <laughs> Don't waste your time. Zero out of ten. Do not recommend. Yeah. Crimson Ash is also not good. Would not recommend it. Sorry to the Wattpad author who wrote it. Apparently she's, like, a big deal on Wattpad, but... Whoops. <laughs> yeah. But, but opinions are opinions, each to their own. Yeah. Did not like. I would never go on and like review it badly for like in the public. So that goes against her numbers because yeah. like that's still, you know, that's something that she put her time and effort and life into. But in my personal opinion, wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can respect the art. Mm-hmm. But it's more of a. Not exactly Maze Runner, but it's like one of those like YA kind of children fighters kind of stories. Junkyard Cats is an audiobook that I read earlier this year. That was actually pretty good. There's some sort of war that happened and I don't remember all the details, but basically there are nanobots and one of the cats like gets some nanobots in it somehow and they can communicate with the girl who runs the junkyard. It was pretty good. (laughs) And then right now... I am reading XX versus XY, The Final World War. It feels a little bit satirical, but I don't... It was a... I do Kindle Unlimited. So there's, like, certain books that you can, like, borrow for free. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those. Which usually means that it's not, like, a big buzzy book. Like, I don't think The Da Vinci Code is on there. I don't know. That was the biggest book I can think of was The Da Vinci Code. But it's usually, like, smaller authors. And I don't know if the satire is intentional or if she just thought that was good writing. I don't know. The XX versus the XY? Yeah. Is it, like... versus XY. Guys against girls? Like, chromosomes? 
it is chromosomes. So some point in the future, not super long from now, because I believe they say 2020. So it's only like a few years in the future. But it is split East America and West America. And I don't think it's like full country border. I think it's more like Germany. Okay. You know, former Germany. <laughs> not not yeah. today. I know the walls East and West down. Berlin. Yeah. But it's like, so West America, it's only like the West Coast, basically, because New Albuquerque or whatever is in East America. So West America is not very big. <laughs> but there was some sort of divide happened somehow because the East America people are focused on like, have you, you know, the story of Handmaid's Tale vaguely. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they're more of a like, we're going to modify all of our women to be the same and they're not allowed to read and write and (laughs) we want them all to basically be subservient to us and west america is like uh fuck you women are better (laughs) so there's like this divide and in the book currently president x which i do think is a little bit genius that he doesn't have a name because like i'm reading it and he doesn't even have a face (laughs) it's like if i was watching a movie he would always be shot from behind or like neck down. So like he doesn't need a face. He's just the he's just the man in charge at this just point. Just President X. Yeah, but he's uh, searching for his new wife, and it's like <laughs> like a televised reality show, like beauty contest kind of situation for this one. She's his. She'll be his fourth, I think. The other ones are still alive. <laughs> he just needs something new to play with. Gross, basically. Yeah. But she has, like, a breakdown on stage. And, like, they have this thing called hive mind, which is a thing that exists. But (laughs) in this, it means, like, literally they can, like, tap into each other's minds. (laughs) But she doesn't mean to. But she, like, has a breakdown on stage and, like, taps into the other minds and, like, takes them all over and starts singing this song from her childhood that she doesn't realize is a song from her childhood. And obviously it's televised, so they're like... This is not good. Something's happening. And then the West finds out about it. But the main character, Avis, from the West, finds out that that girl who had the breakdown is actually her sister, who was... We don't know how she got there, but they were like three years old. They're twins. So they just headed over to the East to go, like, rescue her. (laughs) Is where I'm at in the book. Interesting. Yeah. That sounds really good. Yeah. Question. Have you ever read The Giver? No. No. Okay. That feels very, like, dystopian to me. It is. Okay. It's um kind of a mix. That's kind of what I was wondering, which is kind of why I asked. I was like, does that qualify? Yeah, it starts out kind of utopian, and then, like, as more is revealed, you realize maybe it's not. As good as it seems? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, because it's not usually a category of books or something I would actively seek out, but I mm-hmm. definitely have, like, read one or two or seen one or two, like, movies of that. Yeah. And... It's a very, it is, it's a mindfuck. <laughs> it makes you question everything. Yeah, I did not read or watch the movie, The Giver, but I do know vaguely-ish. That one of, is one of my but... favorite childhood books. Yeah. That one and Holes by Louis Sicar. Yeah, I didn't, we didn't read like a lot of things like that in high school. Like we didn't have, we had like a book a quarter that we read, but usually it was like we got to choose. And any of the classic stuff that we read was just, like, excerpts from our lit books. And before that, I went to private school and we read, like, the Bible. <laughs> so. <laughs> I do remember reading The Outsiders in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. 
Yeah, we read The Outsiders. We read Of Mice and Men, which I did not finish. Did we read To Kill a Mockingbird or did we just do the excerpts? I don't think I was there for To Kill a Mockingbird. I think that was sophomore year, wasn't it? I don't know. It was Johnson. Yeah. I don't think I read that. Maybe that was junior year. I think that might have been junior year and I was not there for that. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember. But I do remember being having Johnson for eighth grade English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't, I haven't done a lot of the like classic stuff just because I didn't, it wasn't required in high school and I've read other things as an adult. I also haven't read any of the like, what's the first Mockingjay? <laughs> That's the only one oh, that I can think um, of. Uh, Suzanne Collins, Katniss, yes. Hunger Games. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I, I was actually, that was another one. I was like, that is considered a dystopian. Yes. Yeah. All of that, like Ender's Game. That one, Maze Runner, basically anything where kids are fighting is a terrible take on. I'm not super into that genre of dystopia either, though. Like, why can't you, like, why? You created the book. You didn't have to make it children. No. So I'm not a huge fan of, like, that subsection. But I do get it because most of those are YA and it's like, at least there's something to, like, identify with there. Yeah. Like, resist! Yeah. Yeah. Also, they're children, so it's not like, well, this is something happening to adults and we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, I did start watching a movie called The Platform, which I have heard of, I'm pretty sure. I didn't finish it. (laughs) I got like 15 minutes in, but I just like dystopians. I Have you heard of a show called 3%? It's a Netflix show, but it's Netflix somewhere in South America. I have heard of it. Uh, I do not know anything about it, but I do know that it exists. Mm-hmm. it's another it's kids so far they're not i watched three episodes the fucking vo is so bad but i realized the other day i'm like hold on a second these are all netflix originals of course they have the original audio and you can just switch the actual audio and then turn on the subtitles so <laughs> that's what i did with the platform but i got like three episodes in to three percent and i couldn't i could not do the vo anymore dubs are the worst <laughs> i'm like that is <laughs> absolutely not that person's voice and also why is that water bottle in the background so loud (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh voiceovers they great yeah subs not dubs or not great as it may be but i like dystopians i don't know why i didn't do that kind of research i was just like i'll just look at like a list of books but i really like the handmaid's tale as dark and awful as it gets (laughs) i haven't read the i haven't read the book i like the show I have not read the book. I have seen part of an episode and got creeped out and turned it off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is not for me. I'm done. No, it's definitely not for you. You would not like it. No. That category definitely intrigues me, mm-hmm. but I go too far down the rabbit hole sometimes and freak myself out. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I have to come back to reality and read something safe or watch something safe because I'm a chicken. Yeah. It's part of the reason I'm scared of the dark is because it's not necessarily that I'm scared of the dark. It's what's in the dark that's in my mind. Mm-hmm. Same thing with those. It's like, not necessarily what I'm reading, but like what goes on in my head about the things that I'm reading. Yeah. Very, very freaky. Yeah. My turn? Mm-hmm. We're going to take a much more lighthearted turn. Talk about Little Debbie Snacks. Mm. Nice. Yes. Stephen bought some Nutty Buddies the other day, and then I brought some... I've been looking for the christmas tree tr- cakes mm-hmm. and i cannot find them anywhere <laughs> turns out they sell them at walmart and i just need to go to a walmart but i don't go there very often thinking that i've seen them at the safeway by my work 
should check out Safeway. Actually, no, I did check out Safeway and they didn't have them. They had like a couple of th- little Debbie's things, but most of them are just hostess. I'm like, guys, <laughs> the Christmas cakes. <laughs> I'm trying to prove to Stefan that they exist because he's never had or seen one. And really? he's like, yeah, he's like, the hell do you get these Christmas cakes? I'm like, I don't know, but I know they exist. He's like, are you sure they're real? I'm like, yes, they're yeah. real. <laughs> I've literally eaten boxes of them. So according to their website, littledebbie.com, the McKee story began during the height of the Great Depression when young entrepreneur O.D. McKee began selling five-cent snack cakes from the back of his 1928 Whippet. So Whippet is just like classic two-door car. In 1934, McKee and his wife, Ruth, bought a failing bakery and put the Whippet up as collateral. Obviously because it was a depression, money was so tight that they cordoned off a back corner of the bakery with a sheet for the family's living area. So live, eat, sleep, the bakery. In August 1960, the bakery produced their first family pack of baked goods. Their original snack cake, the oatmeal cream pie. Yum. So good. (laughs) Packaging supplier Bob Mosher suggested McKee use a family member's name when naming the new family pack. You know, keep it in the family. McKee decided on using his four-year-old granddaughter's name, and the photo ba- on the package today is based on the photo of Debbie in play clothes and her favorite straw hat. So the photo you see is act- an actual depiction of Debbie. Debbie's parents, McKee's son Ellsworth and his wife Sharon, had no idea that their daughter were going was going to be the face of the, the new brand a- until after the first cartons and packs were produced. So had no idea until their daughter's face showed up on the packaging. I'd be a little disturbed by that. Like, you're going to distribute my daughter's face everywhere, but also kind of cool. <laughs> It's not some random person, though. It's your dad. <laughs> I know, but so. Uh, the Little Debbie's family packs were the first multiple item baked good sold with individually wrapped products. Yay for excess waste. The cost of the family pack was 49 cents. And after its initial introduction, 14 million cakes were sold in the 10 months following. That's so many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those things sold like hotcakes in 1960s. Yeah. While the Omal cream pie... That sounded funny. (laughs) You said it weird. (laughs) I did. (laughs) While the oatmeal cream pie was the original snack cake, there were 14 different varieties by 1964, including the Nutty Buddy wafer bars and the Swiss cake rolls. Those are my favorite. No. Never mind. I like the Boston cream ones. I like the strawberry shortcake ones. Yeah. That's my favorite. I will literally eat an entire pack box of those at once. (laughs) They are so good. My favorite. Currently, there are more than 75 varieties of Little Debbie snacks available in all 50 states, Canada, Mexico, Puerto Rico, and on U.S. military bases all over the world. Missing home? Go get a Little Debbie's. Mm -hmm. Debbie is actually still involved with the company business and holds the title Executive VP on the McKee Foods Board of Directors. Categories include seasonal, brownies, cakes, cookies, donuts, mini muffins, pastries, pies, and snack bars. They got everything. Seasonal was its own thing, by the way. (laughs) Its own category, not seasonal, all of those things. Yes, it was like seasonal, then brownies. Comma, yeah. Seasonal, comma, brownies, comma. (laughs) Okay, so I wrote down a bunch of my favorite ones. Mm -hmm. And we can just talk about how much we like or dislike them. Yeah. I would not be able to tell you what's... I mean, other than like a cupcake and a Twinkie, I know is for sure hostess <laughs> but i wouldn't be able to tell you what specifically little debbie or not so christmas tree cakes and zebra cakes are strictly little debbie the snack bar at school used to sell those all the time and i used to <laughs> love the freaking zebra cakes i get the thing was 35 cents and i loved those yeah <laughs> don't know that i've had one honey buns i've had it i'm sure they're not my favorite they're all uh, a honey bun is a honey bun 
<laughs> it's all kind of interchangeable. Yeah, they're not my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Swiss roll slash also strawberry shortcake roll. Two very different things. They are. They run to the same categories. So we put them on the same line. Well, yeah, but one is chocolate and one is strawberry. <laughs> yes. One is chocolate with like a white cream and the strawberry is white cream with strawberry jam. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's so good. They are. I'm just like, my favorite thing to do is eat the white chocolate seal and then like eat it and unroll it. And then you have just a little tiny little curved strip in the middle with all the filling in it. And then you eat that last because it's fucking delicious. No. <laughs> I take it apart like a science. I'm a weirdo. Uh, also, Nutty Buddies. Uh, my dad's favorite. Those. I haven't had one in a long time. We always had them in the house. They're fine. <laughs> I don't know. I think because we always had them around, it's like, eh, I'm used to I it. I like them because they're light. They're not super like heavy or dense. And I also yeah. like to eat those layer by layer. Mm-hmm. I like to peel off the whole top layer, peel off the whole second layer, peel off the whole bottom layer or third layer, and then eat the bottom one with the most chocolate on it. I think the next ones are my probably my favorite little Debbie treat, which is the Star Crunch Cosmic Cookie. Um, so... Yeah, it's got like some sort of not like filled with caramel, but like some sort. It's like a thick something. Yeah, it's got a, yeah. definitely got a caramel element mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, and then it's got are, like yeah, <laughs> it's like a on the outside. It's like a um, if they made a hundred grand bar into a cookie. Kind yes, of. exactly. Which is probably yeah. why it's my favorite because hundred yeah. grand is also my favorite candy. Yes, they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> the cosmic brownie mm-hmm. and the fudge yes. brownie. Cosmic I love has the cosmic the chocolate brownie. sprinkles. Cosmic Brownie has, has the those rainbow chip. Yes. Those are the best. I always like to peel the frosting off and eat it and then eat the brownie. No. <laughs> I can't even think about you doing these things. <laughs> uh, fudge rounds. Classic fudge rounds. Chocolate cookie. Fudgy filling. And fudge on the outside. Those are okay. I don't if, even think I've seen that. <laughs> I feel like you would if you saw a picture of it. Maybe. I know I've never eaten one. Yeah, they're they're okay. Banana and chocolate marshmallow pies. Banana marshmallow pie and chocolate marshmallow pie. They're like moon pies. I've had a moon pie, like the actual one that is really big in the South, but not the Little Debbie's one. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend. I do like Little Debbie's donuts. They have a strawberry one right now, and that is actually really good. I did devour a whole package of those in a period of two days. So... Hostess makes a ding dong. Yeah. And Little Debbie's makes a knockoff chocolate cupcake, which is the same thing as a ding dong, just wrapped in plastic and not in foil. Yeah. Um, and then they also have their mini muffins. And my favorite out of the mini muffins is the blueberry muffins. If I'm going to get like a pre-baked mini muffin, it's going to be the blueberry. Yeah. Same. So yeah, that's all I had for that. We had the Nutty Buddies and I was eating them and they were real good. And I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about them. Yeah. We always had those in my house and... Ding dongs, but that's not that's not little Debbie's. No, we always had Nutty Buddies available. My mom always bought the little Debbie snacks to put in our lunches every day. Mm-hmm. And my favorite was the Christmas trees. I don't know why they always tasted the best. Yeah, maybe because I was just happy and it was Christmas. But like, <laughs> they were always the best. Yeah, they did not go in my lunch. Those were for my dad. Strictly dad snacks, basically. My dad had his pork rinds that he claimed all his own. I don't even like pork rinds, so he didn't have to worry about me, but... Yeah. My dad always did the spicy pork rinds. My dad would dip his in salsa. My dad would eat the spicy pork rinds, but dip them in sour cream. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no wonder our dads are friends. Yeah. 
other than that and some very obvious other things but yes uh, <laughs> that is another conversation <laughs> yes it is we're talking about snacks <laughs> specifically little tubby snacks yes yeah but cosmic yeah. brownie was always my like holy grail snack <laughs> it's like oh, i don't think we ever had a box of cosmic brownies in our house i like them a lot they're just very dense i can only usually eat yeah. like one of them and then i'm like Bleh. yeah they're weird <laughs> but they're so good. <laughs> they are so good. Did you ever, like, make them into a little ball and eat them? Absolutely not. Have you seen my reaction to the other things you said? <laughs> yes. Anytime you, like, take something bready and make it squished up and dense, <laughs> gives me anxiety. I was young when I did that, to be fair. I did not do that in my teenage years. <laughs> well, yeah. But I did do that. But there time. are the people who, like, get a slice of bread and then, like, squish it all up in their fist. And I'm like... I'm going to throw up on you. <laughs> yeah, the texture of that. No, bread yeah, is not supposed no. to be that dense. Mm-mm. Why would you do that? I don't know. <laughs> Me either. Just I go get know. like a donut. Ugh. Right? Just get a donut hole at that point. Like, mm-hmm. same same thing. Yeah. And it tastes better. And it doesn't have your fucking hand grease all over it now. Yes. This is fun. Good topics. Yeah. Part of my butt's asleep a little bit. Yeah, my right cheek is a little asleep. Not so much asleep, just like I've been leaning on it because I had my other leg out. So, yeah, <laughs> I've been I've got my arms on my elbows, or my elbows on my knees. Yeah, like right above my knee, so it's feeling very nummy. Yeah. All right. On that note, check us out on Instagram at Yes Dude Podcast. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and a review. Those things really help us out. If you're listening on SoundCloud, give us a review and a thumbs up. Also helps us out. Most people know you like us. And if you have anything in response to any of our topics this week, shout us out. Let us know what you're thinking. Tell us what to do with cinnamon sticks after we've used them. Yeah. If you have cinnamon stick ideas, send them our way. All right, friends. On that note, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.